Welcome to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, where our hearts are our master. A production of CosmicReality.com. And welcome to Cosmic Reality. It's September 6, 2022. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva, Dolly Howard, and Nicholas D. Uh, yeah, good. Okay, you're all here. Yep. Good evening. <laughs> Are the other two here? Is it just you and me there? What other two? Oh, I was afraid you'd melted. We had to make him t- turn his fan off. <laughs> you told us to... Mute, so I stay muted until you say it's okay not to. Oh, okay. All right. So, just before, we, as a matter of fact, I had just, I, I just hit the ring button to the, for the Skype call, and boom, my power went off. And it knocked me off the internet, so, but we got back here in time, didn't we? So, okay, Dolly, why don't you start us off? You got anything? <laughs> Yep. Good, good, good. Um, Russell was uh, telling me of, about this video he was watching. It was uh, a guy was driving down the road and he was taking it. shouldn't have been doing that while he's driving. I didn't even think of that. Oh, anyway, it was a showing that the sunset was over here. And it was looking, the sky's looking pretty, and he looked over to the other side. On the right <laughs> was the sunset. On the left, there was an orange. Well, it's not really orange, but at nighttime it looks orange. So there was this orange ball in the sky. It was the sun. And he said, what the F is that? He says, look over here. So he shows everybody the sunset over on the right. Look over here. What the fuck is that? Oops, I was trying not to say it. And then uh, a couple days later, Russell came home and he says, Mom, you're never going to believe this. I said, well, depends on what it is, Russell. He said, I'm driving home and the sun is setting where it should, I looked the opposite direction. What do you think I saw in the sky? I said, I don't know, the moon? Because the moon's been funky, you know. He said, no, it was the sun. The sunset was over here, and the sun was on the opposite side. Finally. Finally what? Finally, the, the, we can now see Begib, the, uh, the sister, the companion star to the sun. We have two sons. the The problem is that thousands of years ago they 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 moved it. Well, it's not so much the sun, but the the Earth was. Uh, Alex Collier explains that the Earth was put in on on tidal lock with the companion star, so that the Earth would only be hit with the radiation from only one sun. But uh, it it was known that sometime in the 
future that it was going to be corrected. So uh, if you look at the writings of the Rosicrucians, they speak of a very ancient time where there was no nighttime because as the sun would set, the other sun would rise. So I guess we're coming to that. He did say, Mom, there's two suns. And, and it went right out of my head. But, wow. And that's why I put it in my phone so I would have my note in my phone and not but I bet to you say something. People won't see it because it's not in their mindset. It's like when the when the Indians initially did not see the the settlers' ships, because the 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 shaman of the tribe told them to look look at the water. So when they saw the reflections of the ship in the water, then it 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 went into the reality. They were able to see it for the first time because it it didn't fit into the reality model, and people are 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 that way. You know, if something doesn't fit in the reality, they don't see it. Like that people not seeing UFOs, well, it, it will be some time before people see and accept the second sun. Because in their reality, there is only one sun. So, so. Now, yeah. it, why are they only seeing it at, at sunset? I don't know. Maybe it uh, has to do with whatever whatever keeps it hidden. That uh, doesn't make sense to me, because if you're seeing it, see, you're seeing it, period. Uh, but it shouldn't be uh, temporary like that. Well, you should see only one at a, one at a time, or or close enough as they as one sets and the other one rises. I don't know I've, what the uh, well the one can... the side that was setting, the sun was already down. It was like when you look over the water, you're watching for that last when the sun disappears into the water. Um, so. It, the clouds were sunset type clouds when the sun does that because it's down below the horizon <clears throat> but the other sun he could see I, I, I'm remembering that I saw something like this years ago maybe four or five years ago and the explanation I'm not saying it's true I'm saying the explanation provided with some kind of refraction at sunset. So there may be, I mean, anybody out there in chat that can check into this, how can there be two suns? There may be, like I say, this scientific <laughs> explanation that there's some refraction going on. So I'm not saying that's not true. Yeah, I, I was about to ask that, you know, if it's some kind of a phenomenon that it's like it projects itself and the clouds become like a screen and you get the image projected elsewhere in the sky. It's Until like those, uh, those reflections of ships, phantom ships or phantom cities in the, right. in ghost, the clouds. Ghost ships, ghost ships, where they look like they're in the sky floating and it's just refraction at that time of the... If, if somebody said to me, I just looked up at noontime and saw two suns, well, then I'd say, whoa, okay. You know, but this this is one of those things that you can't get too excited about unless you look at it a little bit more. I'm not saying the two suns aren't there. I'm not saying that they couldn't, you know, the second one couldn't be put back into whatever. But why would they do that? What would, Why would they do that? If they put it there because it was too much radiation, why would they suddenly decide we can handle the radiation when the Van Alden belt is failing? Well, 
Could it be that uh, since the sun energizes us and helps us raise our consciousness, could it be like uh, an operation from the dark side to prevent energies from that second sun to uh, power us up towards the ascension? Well, that's a good point. I don't know. <laughs> Walt, do you know? <laughs> like I said, I think it. Uh, we're coming to that time when they're going to be adjusting the sun again. Well, talk about disclosure. You know, oh, don't look at the ETs. Uh, we got two suns. Did you notice that? What? <laughs> well, if, for example, uh, you know for a fact, because you have more sources than everybody, uh, I don't doubt it, since you were, since you were, are in military intelligence. But from the, there are so many anecdotes from the uh, uh, Armstrong or the and the other astronauts that went to the moon. Well, for those people that have traveled outside of the Earth on an official basis, like you know the the astronauts, when you go to another body like Mars or you're in orbit around Venus, or, you know, any body but Earth, guess what? They do get to see two suns, but they're not allowed to say it publicly. They see two suns, because they're, they're I'm telling you, it's a tidal lock that they, according to the Alex Collier, they did it on, on purpose, because there was a major, major nuclear event here on Earth. In fact, that's what caused the separation of the the races, the the red race, the the black, the yellow, of, of all the races, the weakest one of all, guess what? It's the white race. They they spent I don't know how many centuries underground before they could come out again. They were left in such a weak state they couldn't be exposed to sunlight. That's why they're the separation of the races. The, the strongest of the races is the red one, is the one that's closest to the original human race. So if the if if the Earth was put in a tidal lock position to protect it from the radiation of two suns, uh, there could be an astronomical event that allows the Earth to go back to its normal natural uh, uh, orbit. I mean, Linda Goodman, in her writing, uh, it was a chapter in the book Goover, I think. Yeah, because I remember the graphic. Such a big, thick book. It was It's thicker than a phone book. Well, when phone books used to exist. Uh, and uh, she researched uh, the teachings from Rosicrucians. I don't know what was her source, if she became a member or she knew someone who was. But anyway, in one of the, the writings that she was talking about, they they speak of a time when the Earth had two suns. There was officially no nighttime because one sun was setting and the other one was rising. So there was no notion of, you know, so many hours of nighttime. So, well, I memory of it. Jeez. Uh, I don't even know where we live anymore. <laughs> like, you think you know where you where you're at, and then you find out all this other stuff. I don't know, yeah. Dolly, but um, go ahead, Nick. Oh, the uh, post, the poster, the uh, image of Star Wars that I posted in chat. Um, it's this uh, sunset of two suns. Uh, 
you know, again, was Star Wars a documentary? I think we spoke about this in the past. There's a lot of stuff that seems to be true in Star Wars, and there's the two sun thing. So yeah, could be um, again showing us the truth in uh, hiding in plain sight. Very interesting. And it's it's kind of ironic in that when I many many years ago uh, i think it was shortly before i i met and got into communication with nancy i remember that i i was i had sent a um, um an email to uh, david wilcock to discussing with him that the the business of the procession of the equinox was the twenty-five thousand year cycle that happens because the earth because the sun has an orbit around its sister star so it that orbit is 25,000 years old and the, and the thing and, and I said to him and in his own writing in his own writing of about astronomical issues he talks how 90 to 95 percent of the existing of the recorded solar systems out there they're all binary stars very I mean it's like a you know as as above so below it actually, when when you look at gas, any gas, whether it's hydrogen or whether it's oxygen, when they you study, when you look at the chemical makeup, the uh, um, atomic atomic makeup of any gas, the atoms of a gas manifest as pairs, always. There are always two atoms orbiting each other. That's uh, that's how they. That's why. That's why. For example, CO two. That's why it's, everything's labeled O2 because it's it's always in, in in pairs in the molecule for that, and that r- rule seems to follow into the ma- into the macro, where most st- night more than ninety percent of the star systems out there manifest as pairs. Very rarely do they you know are they able to record a solar system where this star is by itself, so. I'm presenting this information to him, which is he in his own writing, and he's saying, "No, he says I don't think it's that. I think uh, it's a more elegant solution, like sacred geometry or something. More elegant? So what's more elegant than something natural?" So uh, I was very disappointed. I, I thought he would be, you know, he'd have a better sense of things, and he was just an obnoxious prick. Sorry. <laughs> I think that you threatened him with your knowledge. Seriously. He doesn't want anyone to be any smarter than he is. Oh, poor baby. <laughs> he's, so, he's so smart that he's disappointed that he isn't quite in the category of, uh, what is it when it's not, uh, oh, Josh, shoot. It's uh, when the people are, are more, more more intelligent but have quirks. Ah, um, oh, shoot! You know, you know, like uh, like autistic, but not that bad. You mean exe- eccentric? No. Somebody out there is going to remember what it is. It's it's a medical condition, and um, anyway, you mean like an idiot savant. Sort of, but it it's. If that's not what I, the name I'm looking for, but Wilcock, Wilk, this is this is a this is a known thing where 
some people they they're not very socially can interact they may even have some kind of physical limitations but they're extremely extremely intelligent and it's a certain category that you know testing will tell you if they're in that oh you know people that have asperger's asperger's thank you asperger's okay good good so the asperger's category it disappointed Wilcock, I think he was like three points below Al's Asperger's, and uh, you know he was indicating that he was disappointed that he hadn't reached that plateau of. He genius. wanted to have it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Because he wants to be the smartest guy in the in the room. Because he does have certain quirky social social interaction things he's talked about you mean like, you mean like his ghost marriage <laughs> i shouldn't have said that that's no, very nasty that's nasty <laughs> you've got a nasty streak i'm gonna i'm gonna point that out to you yeah you better you better mute me i wonder what happened i do wonder what happened yeah. does anybody know what happened to that marriage it was so idyllic and then all of a sudden it was like he was moved someplace else and he just wasn't talking about her. Maybe he, not, he ran out of money to pay her uh, to pay her to play that role. Oh, I don't think that. No. But uh, how about we go the two sun road again? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I, I want to ask you guys: What do you think of the idea that the second sun might not be a three D sun, but a dimensional? Uh, a sun residing somewhere else, another dimension that we need to attune to in order to see it. Maybe that's the sun of the new reality. You know how... Yeah, uh, that's a good one. Yeah, Cannon, Doris, Dolores Cannon talked about, you know, the two, two, two Earths parting. Well, maybe we're going to yep. go yep. one way and they're going to go another way. Some Like somebody tearing a page, you know. <laughs> down the middle well isn't it the uh, separation we've been seeing uh getting crazier and crazier for the past couple of years that's exactly what's happening well it <laughs> i i'm i'm becoming more and more convinced that um we are in it, it, i don't think the cabal is functioning um I, the more I look at these people, the more they do, the more, I mean, I go back to that crazy-ass speech that Biden gave in front yeah. of doors of hell. If you can't look at that, I mean, there's a, a picture out there with Adolf Hitler with his fists in the air and exactly the same, the, even the, the way he's holding his hands, exactly like Joe Biden as he's railing it with his fist in front of this red blood red background with military people behind him screaming uh, at me that I'm a extremist I voted for Trump I'm an extremist I'm gonna try to take down the democracy I don't think they like the word Republic but I, I hear a couple of them starting to use that well did, were you back in time to hear what I said about it being a green screen with the soldiers. Oh, stop it. Why do you think it? it's a green scene? Ah, uh, decline. Um, 
because somebody, I think it might have been Nancy Drew, but she had it on her page. Um, there was somebody standing right in front to the, if you're looking toward by more to the left, but right in front, videoing the same time they're filming, but there's no soldiers in her camera on her, what she's videoing. Very suspicious what she was filming versus what was on TV. So Biden's going to be remembered as the green screen president. Well, it was supposed to be an event at, at Philadelphia Hall. Constitutional Hall. Is it is this building like an actual real building? What yes, we're seeing in yes, the video? Yes, yes. And that's what pissed off so many people, including me, is that he declared war on half of the population of the United States and the Constitution. Um, in the very place where the Constitution was signed. So, I mean, that w that's a physical building. I can't imagine that that was... And plus, the, the, the band playing was the Marine Band. So, yeah, I mean, yeah, they could have piped that in there, but, you know, I, some things just... I, I, I don't know. I just... It's too complicated. Look, at these people are not very intelligent. They're kind of dumb. And I don't think <laughs> they can pull this shit off. <laughs> you know? I, mean, I can picture a bunch of white hats in a meeting room laughing. <laughs> oh, yeah, we'll put Biden, uh, you know, to act like Hitler and blah, blah, blah. The, the whole red background. and it's i mean i tried to watch it and i lasted three seconds the energy was so terrible i just couldn't handle it uh yeah i guess it was made to to, to wake people up because it, it's more than your face than that it's difficult to make well i think i talked about this on the say what show the day after that he was asked biden was asked you know do you really think that you know half of the population is uh, all the trump that the trump voters are uh you know insurrectionist or whatever they used and biden said what do you, you people why do you keep putting these words in my mouth i didn't say anything like that he had said it the night before she asked <laughs> you know? the wrong copy yeah it, that that yeah that i it, as a matter of fact i saw it on um fox and the commentator said, is there two Bidens? <laughs> well, welcome well, to the truth. <laughs> uh, how well, about I the think, idea that he they, they might be trying to um, make him look crazy so that they can take him out with the 25th Amendment at the appropriate time for them to bring the replacement? Like not Kamala, but maybe Pelosi or who knows who. You know, maybe they're trying to uh, to set him I, set him up. You know, to say all these I, big things that he retracts the next day. Maybe he realized what he had done the next day, and no, you know, he didn't retract it at all because three days later he went and gave us the same speech. He did. Yes. Who was he in front of? It was some. It was supposedly that was supposedly a campaign speech in Pennsylvania. And he said the same damn thing. 
Uh, was it the same Biden or some copy or? Well, I don't know. Did you know. guys notice? I don't. Hey, I I don't know. I mean, I'm not. I've never been good with faces. So, Dolly, I don't... did you get to see the two uh, speeches? Hell no! I won't watch him. I won't watch. I won't listen to his freaking voice. Or whoever I guess you're like it me. Is. You can't last more no. than three seconds. Yeah, I can't even go three seconds. Biden mm-hmm. dysfunction. Biden dysfunction. Watch out, Walt. It might be catchy. <laughs> mm. Biden dysfunction syndrome. Yep. <laughs> well, I used to be that way with Trump. And then, like I say, when he when he came out from behind the curtain after he had been elected president, it was like a totally different experience. This was not the same man. That was why I I really do think there was a timeline change, much more so than clones and this sort of thing. And energetically, you felt this uh, different. Oh yeah. Well, I I was I had Trump dysfunction. I couldn't listen to thirty seconds of the man. I mean, it was like agony to me. And and I actually watched the debates with Hillary. Because I wanted to, by that time, I was beginning to think, what is it about this man that everybody loves because I can't even stand him? And, you know, so I was forcing myself to watch those debates to see what was happening, but it was agony. And then he got elected, and it wasn't until the next day that I actually saw a tape of when he accepted it, which was four in the morning or something. And when I saw the tape and he walked out from behind the curtains with his son, Baron, I was just like stunned because the energy, everything about him was completely different. It was like I saw him as this shining knight. And I mean, the energies were totally different. So now I was like, oh, my God, you know, what's this about? And that's why I think that there was a timeline shift. And that goes into, you know, when when um, when the elections were happening, Starfire Tour, who's amazing, StarfireTour.com. She's an amazing, experienced person in many things, including timeline. She can... She studies the sun. She's got some science. I can't even follow it that will indicate to her that there's going to be a timeline shift. And she will say, "These th- you're going to start feeling these things because there's uh, uh, the sun is, is burping energy that's going to cause us to get, you know, kind of wonkers. And she'll give you specific things that you're going to feel. And to be honest with you, she's extremely accurate. But when the election was happening and I know I've told this story before but I'm going to finish it it the, the, she told she she every time she would do a reading to see where it would what would happen if Hillary won what would happen if Donald run and it turned out that every time she ran anything with Hillary it was a world war within 3 months nuclear so she decided that she had to somehow or another try to make a change. And she went and she's got tens of thousands of people follow her. Try to make a change. So what she did was she went out to her people and said, don't think in terms of personalities like Hillary versus Donald. Think in terms of what you want in an individual to lead the country. 
and people I think maybe she had a survey or something I'm not sure how she did it um, because I wasn't following her at that moment but she got this these various the, the, the number of char characterizations that were at the top she went out and she said look at these are the top attributes of whoever's going to be president of the United States that we want to see I want you to focus on this focus on these that this person which whichever one it is has these attributes and on the night of the election because it's Tuesday night we were doing that was one of the funniest nights because Colleen Pappas was producing and she had Trump's arrangement so Walt and I are carrying on this show and every 15 minutes or something Colleen would come in and say okay Florida just went for so-and-so oh Wyoming is you know and he, she'd give us what was you know happening because the show start at that time the show started at seven was it seven o'clock no I guess it was six at eight in that show and um, so the the polls started to close at seven and she was you know saying it looks like Trump is going to lose and she was so happy so we go on break and the polls a lot of them like in the in the eastern when you know they were over with at seven so I we go on break and all of a sudden I swear I, I seldom felt it that uh, you couldn't deny it it felt like my whole house shifted like there was this and I went, what the hell happened? You know, I mean, it was it was something I couldn't even ignore. So I come back on the, the, the radio show and I said, I think we just had a timeline shift or something. Something major happened. And from that moment on, everything went to Trump. Everything. And, you know, she had to report Trump, 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 instead of, you know, Clinton, Clinton, Clinton. Um so yeah there was there's definitely and i i think that it was starfar tour others probably out there but she definitely in a knowing way worked to manipulate reality by engaging people's minds thoughts which is what we do so what but, does she have to say about the, what's happening now in the present i have no idea i don't follow her i don't follow anybody really anymore it's it's like oh. I wait for Mark to tell me what I should look at or some uh, chatters. Chatters will put in links that lead me to, to, to something. You know, um, there's nobody that I'm actually following. I mean, I can't even find Janine. I can't I either. No, she went, uh, she, well, she got kicked She's out of YouTube and she went behind a paywall on her own uh, private website. Uh. Yeah, because she's not on Rumble. Well, no, she said there's a lot of uh, fake accounts on Rumble. She asked yeah. Rumble to take him down and apparently nothing moved. So there's a bunch of uh, accounts showing her old material. But me too. I haven't seen uh, recent Janine videos. Maybe aside from her, um, what is it, Walt, the uh, Friday thing? Um, what? 
She does. She does videos on Fridays with. Uh, Are you mean with, with Ashley when they do the deep dives? Yeah, deep dive. That's what I was looking for. Deep dive Fridays. I think she does uh, videos on Ashley's YouTube channel. I saw one or two a couple of weeks ago, but I kind of lost track. So yeah, Janine is kind of a uh, disappeared of YouTube. Her her two channels are, have have been taken down. So I think you can't even mention her name. Uh, there was another channel, uh, Jean Claude, uh, which what is the Beyond Mystic? Uh, mm-hmm. Janine was a frequent guest, uh, actually a weekly guest, and uh, Jean Claude received a letter from YouTube saying that he was not allowed to pronounce Janine's name on his YouTube channel. <laughs> and I wrote an email to Jean Claude and, and 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 saying to him, "Hey, this is like putting an old dirty sock in your mouth, you know this." Why are you taking this bullshit? Um, it's she, just insane. The only... censorship is such an, uh, an an insane level now. And she well, made it, it really affordable. It was it's four ninety nine a month. That's it. Well, now Nick, you um, you said something in chat about cosmic reality if you if you say anything about cosmic reality on youtube in, in a comment they will well it was exactly uh during a uh, beyond mystic uh, show that i noticed because i was in chat uh during the show where janine was and i think we we're talking about energy devices or something like that and i mentioned walt and and cosmic reality radio and uh i, I think it was in the comment section after the show and my comment disappeared YouTube removed it. There was nothing. There was nothing controversial that I wrote. I was like, "Oh, uh, maybe you want to check out uh, Walt Silva's devices, uh, and he's a frequent guest on uh, Cosmic Reality Radio, something like that." There was nothing controversial about the the, the the comment that I made, and it disappeared. And I tested it a few times. Every time I wrote down uh, in comment section Cosmic Reality Radio, poof, the comment disappears. And I thought, okay, you guys. You've been uh, banned from YouTube, haven't you, Nancy? You had the uh, a YouTube channel for the radio station. No, they they well, they, they took me down. You, what was the you, account under your name or under Cosmic Reality Radio? Cosmic Reality Radio. There you go. So that word See? is a big no-no, since you've been banned, and uh, it's the same thing with Janine Jean Claude of Beyond Mystic was told not to pronounce the name. <laughs> Jeez. So I guess it could be the same thing. Maybe we could try it out now. Let's go to YouTube in whatever comment section. Write down uh, Janine, t- Tarot by Janine and Cosmic Reality Radio. Refresh the page and see what happens. You know, maybe it's me that I'm uh, shadow banned and I cannot post things with these words. I don't know if it's going to work for everybody because there's shadow banning ever, as well. Have you ever on. put anything controversial? Sorry? Have you ever written anything controversial? Well, where they call I your attention? think I'm, yeah, I think I'm, you know, <laughs> I speak my mind uh, directly sometimes, and I guess YouTube algorithms kind of uh, spotted me right away. <laughs> 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 you know, I could be direct sometimes, so maybe too much. Um, but yeah. Nancy, who are you saying, Colleen? Uh, is her last name is it's Colleen Kelly Kelly Kelly, Kelly. Kelly. what did I no, say you say something completely different that throws me 
I'd probably say Colleen Pappas. Yes, yes. That's that's my sister. Oh, <laughs> Colleen Kelly, Colleen. who's a, another sister, but not by blood. <laughs> well, maybe, you know, she she was she was into uh, doing um, genealogy charts, and w when she did my family's ge genealogy chart, she found out that like generations ago her family and my family lived in the same town she said and it's conceivable that we were relatives because at that time most of the people in the town belonged to the a limited group of families you know so we might be somehow or another attached that way too but she uh, yeah she was always fun <laughs> Uh, miss her. Anyway, she went off and bet it to be a grandmother. Are you guys still there? Yep. Yeah. Okay. And were there yeah. uncensored? I was muted. Anyway, so um, Dolly, do you have any more notes? No, I. Uh, no, I wrote that down. And I never got back to write the things down as I thought of them. <clears throat> so I have to say, nope, nothing else. Uh, Nancy, maybe a little story about the Trump uh, thing. I think I told a story on a Say What show before, several months ago. Um, you might remember this. On the day in 2016 that Trump got elected, you know, you were talking, you felt the uh, the timeline change. Um, what I felt during the day, I felt the presence of my angels, that they were excited. I felt excitement that Trump had won. And that was in the afternoon, you know, several hours before, maybe 12 hours before the, uh, it was official. Because like you said, he came out, Trump came out at like two, three or four in the morning to accept the uh, presidency. And, um... Yeah, 12 hours before, I felt my angels. They were all happy. They're, they said, we won, we won. And I rarely felt that energy and the presence of my angels. It's it's rare. I mean, I'm not like Dolly. I'm not feeling them uh, all the time or, you know, on command. They, they just show up whenever they have something important to tell me. And yeah, I felt it. So I guess there was something something important happened that day. That to me, that was a confirmation. You know, when I... I saw that Trump won uh, later on that night. I was like, okay, um, there's something to it. There's something's happening here. And I guess it confirms your, your timeline change thing or something important happening. And now looking back after all these years that what he did and, and what the dark ones are doing to try to block him at every possible way with all the fake impeachments, the steel dossier, and the, the whatever Russia, Russia thing, and now his Mar-a-Lago uh, raid, and the judge uh, did grant him a a master of Fubu or whatever they call him. Again, you know, is is this a white hat hop? You know, or is this uh, part of the movie to try to to wake up people? It sure did, because a lot of people were angry. You guys were saying that. Uh, uh, it, 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 I think Nancy, you were talking about that. That people are, it's blowing in their faces. The um, the FBI thing, um, like the warrant was not. Um, what's the word I'm looking for? 
uh, it was not appropriate or is not it you was not done correctly. So no, the, the war the warrant is unconstitutional without a doubt. Oh, there you go. Because in Article, I think it's three or no, it's yeah three or four. There's there's a number of articles and amendments to the Constitution regarding law and legality, and it's stipulated in in the the right to protect. I think it's in the one of the amendments that you have warrants that are specific. They cannot be. We we've got a warrant to search everything in your house, looking for anything we want. By the Constitution, you know. So, the 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 problem with everything is the fact that they're not following the Constitution. The Constitution that the founding fathers put out there has been trampled on and set aside. It started in in after the Civil War, um, and maybe it had started before that, but after the Civil War. There was an agreement to give up the District of Columbia to the bankers as collateral for a loan to get the country back on its feet. <clears throat> so that's when you start having the bureaucracy. See, we think of a bureaucracy as the underlayer of everything that's happening. You got senators and Congress people and presidents and vice presidents, but it's all run by the bureaucracy. But that bureaucracy is actually run by a corporation. And this is just fact. I'm not making this up. This is fact. It's made by a corporation that you can buy and sell on the, on the stock market um, under the United States <laughs> Corporation uh, that has the same number of, of employees as the Federal Registry of how many employees. But this this bureaucratic system that's under there is so big and so crazy assed but more importantly is the idea that over beginning in okay so they sold that's when you started getting the intrusion into the to the mechanism of the federal government but what really turned it over so that it was you know completely not working with the constitution at all was in World War One when Woodrow Wilson put up uh, an executive order declaring uh, a state of emergency. Now there is a section in the in the Constitution that you know gives the president that right, but there's nowhere in the Constitution that it tells you how to stop a state of emergency. It tells you how to declare it, but there's no nothing saying how to stop it. So in 1990, Nixon comes along and Nixon starts using executive uh, uh, actions. He's just start writing laws and, you know, throwing them out there under uh, and he was calling and he was making making uh, different uh, emergency decrees about this, that and the other thing to kind of cover these executive actions that he was taking. So some senators got concerned about this and they looked into it. And if this is, I wrote this up in the Cosmic Reality book. Um, and what happened was that after months and months and months of trying to figure this thing up, they came to the conclusion that ever since the Woodrow Wilson had put in the uh, emergency decree for World War One, 
the Constitution has not been used. So essentially everything that has been made into a law was made outside of the Constitution. And I've said this for a while. I said the only way we're going to get back to square one is to null and void every law, regulation, stipulation, taxation, everything that has been done since, in my opinion, 1863. But it, it's not a big thing to do. It just takes courage by the people that are there because the senators, seeing that there was this terrible situation and that we have not been run under the Constitution for decades, um, they summed it up. Did we lose Nancy? Yeah, Did I lost her on my side. It, it muted again. It muted again. Okay, here. I, she's back. I don't know what that, you know. But what, what happened was that in in the the concept of the federal government, okay, having all of these powers, they they're unconstitutional. The president does not have a right to make a law, period. That's stipulated in, in Article 1, Section 1 of the Constitution. You know, the president cannot make these executive actions. But over the years, they go, oh, yeah, well, you do that, and then the House and the Senate will decide whether or not we'll let it stand. That's not the way it's supposed to be. The executor is the president and the vice president, the executive branch. They're supposed to take the laws that are made in the legislative, legislative, the House and the Senate. They make these laws. That's what the executive branch is supposed to do, is to execute those laws, to make sure that they're being followed. They have no right under the Constitution to make laws except under these emergency decrees or, or war or something you know, happening. So once you instate those things, you're no longer under the Constitution, and that's why we have the problems that we have. It's not the Constitution, it's the fact the Constitution has not been followed, you know, for 100 years. So the yeah. thing to investigate is, okay, what's the mechanism in place to turn it off? Well, isn't it uh, just to claim the uh, to get out of the corporation? Because this the corporation seems to be the big frame framework around all these uh, special laws. Or you know, if you guys get back to the republic, in the case of the states, um, isn't the the their whole structure falling apart because it all relies on that uh, corporation framework? Yes, and I, well, my the the only way the only way I think that it can happen, that you get cleanly back to the republic, is to essentially divorce yourself completely from the corporation. To say everything that's been done since 1863, I think it's 63, um, is null and void. Okay because to try to change every law and every regulation and there's so many laws and regulations that aren't even being followed because nobody knows what the hell they are you know you see these these laws that they that, that they they vote on and, it, and it, the the document is seven inches long tall and you were given you know five days to look at it how does this make any sense this doesn't make any sense at all 
This is like a bureaucracy that's gone amok to the point of being absolutely impossible to deal with. So what do you do? You declare bankruptcy. All right? Now, the actual concept of declaring bankruptcy is something that has been considered before in history. Uh, Woodrow, uh, sorry, Franklin Delano Roosevelt. They were, the United States was in debt for more gold than was known to be on the face of the earth. Uh, so then they had the Depression and the World War II, so they got out of that. But um, they were essentially, the country was bankrupt, which is what I discovered that led me to the realization that this is all because of the execution of these emergency decrees that have never been taken off the books. Therefore, they don't need to look at the Constitution. But how many people know that? You know, that's why they get away with this. This is why you got a law like Nancy Pelosi standing behind President Trump, ripping up an official document of the United States. She should have been brought up on charges and summarily sent out of the out of the uh, Congress. But they nobody. No. Oh, well, it was just Nancy. You know, and it's like, no, that's when you're going wrong. When you when you don't support the laws that are running the country. <laughs> you know, you don't have a country. Well, so you said the corporation took over as a as a way to to um, the because they financed the civil war. So as a way to get their money back, they took over the country. Well, did they ever get their money back? Did they ever get paid? Yeah, they've been taking our taxes forever. <laughs> I mean, so they got paid many times over. Oh, yeah. Not to worry about the banks. Uh, I mean, it, it's like... Um, another quirky thing about the District of Columbia is that it's it's not a territory. It's not a state. It's a no-man's land as far as its legal position in the country. And I found this out when I was going through, and I think it's Amendment 21 or something. They uh, they didn't even have the, the right to vote in electoral colleges. They, it was some kind of a convoluted thing, but they made a change to the electoral co co college so that the District of Columbia could actually vote for the President of the United States. There are some quirky laws out there, but just throw them all aside, you know, put them all aside, say, no, forget that. And then take the, take the people in the laws and say what works what are you using forget about all this other shit what are the laws that you're using at the state level federal laws that you're that's integrated to your states take those laws have the congress say yeah we like this law this law this law this law we're going to keep those and then you know boom you're back up in business but it's the only way it could happen, unless, of course, there's ETs that are going to come down and, and, you know, we're not going to have any of this crap. Although I don't think the republic is crap. It's an amazing way of... Well, one good thing about uh, the, the, the whole scandemic uh, episode of the past couple of years is that people are waking up to what what was behind... You know, now that the uh, there's a lot of vax injuries that are reported, people are looking into it. 
Okay, who's to blame for the dangerous vaccines? Okay, is it the pharmaceuticals? Okay, can we sue them? No. Why? Because they were under this special agreement with the government because we were under, uh, what was it, Nancy? The uh, emergency, a state of emergency or the exact thing you were saying about uh, when they passed all those laws with this executive order that, oh, we're in a sudden emergency, so we need to take uh, like emergency measures. So people yeah, looking into suing governments or, or big pharma, they can't because apparently it was done under this uh, cover of, of emergency measures again? No, in this case, there, there was a law passed that prevents people from suing the pharmaceutical companies. Yes, and that was because of an emergency, a state of emergency, or it was the, um, the justification. Mm, probably not. As I remember it, it was just, yeah, it, it's, it, it has to do with emergency stuff, but it wasn't emergency stuff. In other words, no matter what they do, you don't have a right to sue them unless you can, can prove uh, that they knew what they were doing and that there was a conspiracy to hurt harm. That's the only time you can sue. But in Canada, they were suing. There was an insurance company representing people that had been hurt by the vaccination. And in fact, Canada is the first one to do it. Yeah, I think it's a Western uh, province that started doing payouts for the uh, vax injuries. I mentioned that on last, uh, I think last week. Um, I've seen it somewhere. I can't remember, but it was a um, an article I saw on the web. They're quietly paying out uh, compensation to the vax injured. So it'll be interesting to see how this unfolds because it'll wake up more and more people. And what money for- are they using? That's hmm. the other question that I'm wondering. You know, is it I don't uh, think tax any money? money is real anymore. Yeah, tax money and you know, the, the, the taxpayers' money they're using to. to it's just paper. Pretty paper. Or is it Big Pharma's money that uh, their profits that are taking to compensate the uh, vax injured? That I wonder, you know, most likely it's taxpayer money, not the Big Pharma profit. But that's just my uh, my hunch, intuitive hunch. <laughs> I didn't check into it, but wouldn't be surprised if it's tax money, as always. I'm sure it's tax money. You know, that that's the problem with this curse of money. It's the more money you have, the more you have to keep it. You can't let it go. It's a curse. It's a, it's a ceremonial magic curse. Money. Uh, that's why that's why a lot of light workers don't have money. Because they yeah, you, you have to have an attitude about money to be, you know, a light worker and secure in it. Because this this is an, the ultimate curse, the money curse. So if you say, oh, you know, I've got all this money, all of a sudden you have a responsibility to make that money grow. That's the curse. You become obsessed with making it grow. Now, if you say, I make a lot of money, that's a totally different thing. Because what you're doing is you're making it. You're taking the money energy, you're probably putting it through yourself, and then you're letting it go someplace else. You're not holding on to it. You're not building your money. You are simply somebody that is in a, a like a supply 
chain of energy, money energy flowing this way and that. So um, if you're if you're a light worker out there and you're, you're having a lot of problems, um, be careful that you haven't gone into the state of fear. Because once you get into the state of fear, it's it, it, it's almost the fear and the money curse are are very closely tied. So what you have to be able to do is to divorce yourself from the concept of needing to make money even. Okay, I say if you focus on making money and get the energy going, it's going to work that way. But if you don't even worry about that, but you believe, you put into the to your whole essence, your whole little universe of your energy field, the concept that you will never be without. You're always going to be secure. You don't have to worry about it. You don't have to worry about making it. You don't have to worry about saving it. None of that is, is, is important. All you have to do is believe that you are a special person in the eyes of the universe. And you're special because you look at the universe as yours. As you're connected to it. Everything is there. The ability to manifest is there. You just have to get your brains around it. You know, oh, I'm just going to do this. And this is what's going to happen. And I'm a lot older than most people on the face of the earth. And I can tell you I have seen this work. I'm not telling you this because of some theory in my mind. If you look at the books over my lifetime, I, I, I never should have been able to pay my bills. But I always paid my bills. So, you know, it's like... It was like the other day. I said, what's this box here? And I open up this box, and there's like $400 and $20 bills. And I'm going like, well, that's an interesting way (laughs) to get some money. (laughs) You know? Because there's no... I would not do that. I wouldn't put money in something like that. Why was it there? I don't know. But it was there. So I thanked whoever put it there and put it in my... Well, actually, I kept it in that box. I said, you know, nobody would think there was money in there. That's safe in there. <laughs> so it's right out on a on a shelf, you know. But nobody would look at that and say, oh, I bet there's money in there to look. <laughs> so Maybe it was your friend, Nancy. The one who what? buried money in your yard. Oh, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, but uh, that's what I'm just saying that there's so many magical manifestations that just happen around you. If you just kind of like, just give it over to your higher self, your guardian angels, you know, don't, we don't have time to feel fears, insecurity or lack of, you know, we got to get ourselves into a position where we feel like, this is who we are. This is what the real world is all about. Well, no, no. Here's a, a little story about money, about the universe sending you money. There's this guy that I know. Um, he knew a friend that worked in the used uh, bookstore. And uh, this guy that I know went to buy a, a used book that his friend working at the store had processed um, to you know, handle the book, to, to, to put it on the shelf, to be sold as, as used. So the guy that I know bought the book and he found $700 in the book. There were $700 bills hidden in the book. 
And he never told his friend that was working on the store because he handled the book and he never saw the money inside the used book. <laughs> so the guy that I know bought the book, the used book, and he found $700 in it. That's another way that the universe uh, <laughs> brings you money in ways that you could not imagine or so, so you ask for it and the, the universe works. <laughs> so the money teleported after the other man handled it. I don't book. know. He said he thinks that his friend didn't see it. I mean, he processed the book, but uh, I guess he didn't see the money if it was there in the first place. Or maybe, like you said, it manifested in the book after he purchased it. But <laughs> I thought that was an interesting story. All right, we're at the top of the hour. So, Dolly, do you want to hear Disturbance again? Oh, yeah. Me too, oh. me too. <laughs> All right, here we go. Four minutes, we'll be back. And welcome back to Cosmic Reality. It is September 6th, 2022. My name is Nancy Hopkins. With me is Walt Silva, Dolly Howard, and Nicholas D. You guys back? Yep, yep. I didn't leave. I didn't want to miss that song. I love it. <laughs> um, Thank you. You're quite welcome. I love it, too. Okay, so I'm going to put this up into the chat. I put it up at the last two minutes of the Say What show. And what this is, it's a, a partial picture of a plaque that has all of the presidents that have been presidents of the United States that is like this big display in the Presidential Museum in Washington, D.C. You will notice that you got Donald Trump there who has 2017 dash and no end date and you do not have Joseph Biden at all. This, I'm going to repeat this. This is at the Presidential Museum. This has been, what is it now? 12 years, what, 18 months? More than that, maybe. The, um, that the Biden has supposedly been president, and yet it's not, this, this plaque has not been changed. One of the more important plaques in the Presidential Library. You know, what's this about? And you say Nancy Drew. Well, actually, I, I did. I got I got on this trail because of Nancy Drew. But I saw a video of a guy that had been asked to go check it out. And he walked through the museum. And, and really, it's a nice museum. Um, and it, it then there's this big thing, this display of Biden's presidency. But right behind it is this thing that he's not even mentioned. So maybe we should start looking for clues of, you know, the fact that <laughs> something is definitely different than it was. And, uh, you know, are you guys there? I'm talking and nobody's saying anything. Yep. Yeah, no, I'm here. This is I want to say me. something about Nancy Drew. Um, okay. A lot of times she will be in D.C. by where they're saying this big stuff's going on. And she says, uh, look, folks, there's nothing happening here. She gives a lot of, not, not even clues. They're more than clues. She, she comes right out and says it. They say there's supposed to be this big stuff going on here. 
Not a soul. And she shows it. So if you listen to her, you can get some big hints, too. I'm done. That's got to be really a spooky thing. That they're having some big event and you go there where they're supposed to have it and nothing's happening. But if you look at the internet, you see it's it's happening. It's it's a green screen. It's not, it's not real. It's pretend. <laughs> you know, I'm predicting that the world is going to run out of popcorn once all the information comes out. There's going to be so much to learn. People will eat so much popcorn while listening that we'll run out of popcorn. This this reminded me of uh, somebody posted a joke on Facebook in the, in the hillbilly memes page. Uh, a joke about uh, Trump, Putin, and the, and the Queen of England, di they died. And th three of them end up in hell. So there's a red phone there, and uh, they ask, "Why is this the red phone here?" And oh, it says, "No, you can call anybody you want from this phone." It says uh, the demon that uh, was waiting on them. So Putin picks up the phone and calls somebody and speaks for like ten minutes, and the and the demon says, "Oh, it's two thousand dollars." Then the the queen asks for the phone, and she speaks for like half an hour. So that's $4,000. And Trump asks to use the phone, and he's on the phone for like four hours. And at the end, the demon says, oh, that's $5. So the others say in check, wait, he speaks for four hours, and he's only going to charge $5? What is this? And the demon says, oh, it's, it's that it's, it's just a local call. Because, you know, the, the country has gone to hell, so it's a local call. So, that's, that's funny. That's the kind of music, the humor that's circulating now. <laughs> oh God, 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 God! I mean, yeah, it's there's so many fronts. Um, once the story becomes public, there's going to be so much to learn, to relearn, and unlearn. Like Walt keeps saying that you know the programming that we've been through. Phew, that's huge. I got to tell you the. Um, the resident alien has come back on sci-fi. And I've talked about this before. It's the strangest. I wouldn't think it was something that I would want to watch. It's about an alien who comes to Earth to destroy Earth, crashes before he can do it, and ends up uh, shape-shifting into this doctor in this small town in, like, Washington State or something. And... It kills the guy, kills him, and then just takes his form. And he's pretty he's pretty nasty character. But he meets all these different people. And it's it's very quirky humor. And I could talk about it for a long time. About he drinks milk straight out of the cow. Straight out of the cow. <laughs> okay, so... It, it, yeah, because it's that kind of humor, too. I mean, just slapstick type of stuff. So, my my sister Mary, she she watches it too. She's a good sister. She she loves it too, and uh, Dolly doesn't quite get what we get, but you know she's been watching it. But what I found so intriguing is that they've got this bad alien that comes down 
takes over the form of a human being, starts to interact with these human beings, and then finds himself becoming more emotional. And it gets to a point where he is losing his alien self. But in the middle of this, there is a... His people tried to kill, destroy Earth. But now, they're, through a whole bunch of stories, it turns out that his people don't want to destroy Earth anymore. But there is another group that has infiltrated Earth that wants to destroy Earth. So, it's like it's got these layers of stories happening. But again, you know, I mean, it's just quirky kind of art. Well, this last show that they had, not to be a whatever they call it, but in this last show, they made such an incredible twist in the entire the entire way it was being presented and where you thought you were going that I had to say, this isn't just a show, this is something more. Because as they're going through all of this comedy and this slapstick stuff, and but also working on developing storylines that involve people and emotions and, you know, all sorts of drama type of stuff happening. They, they would tell you truths. Like one of the funniest section, segments that they did was when the alien, who's called Harry in his, you know, in, in his physical human body, so Harry ends up trying to track down, uh, or he was he was running from uh, somebody that was hunting people like him, aliens, and he ends up with Giorgio, whatever that last name is from Ancient Aliens, Tusakalus. Oh my God, you said it! Wow. Yeah, okay. I like wow. him. <laughs> yeah. But he shows up on, on, on Resident Alien, and so Giorgio is talking to an alien, but he has no clue, except the alien is doing weird things like eating the the fruit basket entirely. He can't get enough food, the alien. He loves food. So, uh, but in this last, you know, twist that they've got, it's almost like they twisted it from something that we could okay, it's fiction, you know, some group of people are trying to kill us. But now, it's looking more like real life. Like what's really happening. And it's just a fascinating journey. And that's, I'm I'm saying this because I think that there is a lot of, you know, how they like to use Hollywood and TV and all that. I think there are a lot of things that are happening to us that are slow disclosing. Well, it's like you're talking about two sons. It probably is two sons. Yeah, well, the Star Wars thing. Uh, yeah. The more we learn, it seems like the more we find out that it, it's true or it's it it's more plausible I think than, we have, than just fiction, yeah. It, I think we have to change our perspective, you know, to to really begin to stand back from all of this. And take a look at it. We've been doing that. But I mean, really look at it from layers 
of happenings. And I don't, I think, I think we make a, I think we limit ourselves when we just look at the black hat, white hat narrative. It's more than that. This is, this is, I'm trying to think of who said it, but somebody said that somebody said we're running out of time, which, you know, it's kind of like a stupid thing to say. You you can't run out of time. Time doesn't exist. But there does seem to feel like there, the goalpost is in, in, in view, you know, that something is coming to a climax and we got to have our shit together. We've got to be ready for this new reality that is already there. And for the most part, I think we, especially when we're doing the radio programs, are in that new reality. But it's, do you guys feel that, that there's some kind of a, an end game happening? I've been feeling lately that I'm in, uh, like, in between. It's the in-between period right now. It, it kind of came uh, intuitively. I felt it strongly. At a rough patch for a couple of days. Felt a bit depressed. And I was, like, trying to assess, okay, what's happening here? And that's what came to me. It's, like, the big COVID shit show is almost over. And uh, people are waking up. More and more people are waking up. But the new thing coming up is not there yet. It's on its way. So the the in-between period is kind of... Um, it's like we just can't wait for the new thing to arrive. And that, that's how... That's how I feel right now. I feel like that's where I'm at. I don't know about you guys if you feel this in-between uh, feeling of, of... Yeah. After the... Uh, the COVID thing, but before the new earth arrives or whatever disclosure or anything positive happens. I have to agree. Nothing feels normal anymore. When I would, you know, the, that feeling you wake up in the morning and you know where you are and you know what you are, you know who you are and you know, like what duties you're going to be doing throughout the you Nothing, not, nothing feels normal anymore. It's like, yeah, I have no idea. Um, I'm planning that maybe I'll wake up in the morning, but after that, I have no idea what's going to happen. There's, there's no, there's nothing to grab on to. It's like uh, those writers that um, I forget who who said it. That uh, if you're in a stream of water, if you if you hold on to something, you're going to get smacked, you know, by the rocks. But if you let go. And just go with the flow and be part of the of the flow. You're not going to get hurt. You're just going to be part of the current. So, someone said, compare that uh, and said to let go. Just let go and be part of the of the current. And I guess I, that's the way I've been feeling because it's like, okay, what's normal anymore? I don't know what's normal anymore. Should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? Should I be looking for this? Should I be looking for that? So the, the best I can do is like, uh, luckily my, my inner authority is the spleen, which means I have to be in the present to know what the heck to do. So that's the best I can hope for is to just be in the present and take care of whatever is in front of me, because otherwise I don't know. I've had Should the I? word surrender come through <laughs> a, a number of times. Surrender. Yeah. 
it's almost like look at it, it's gotten so convoluted we can't really see the forest for the tree yeah. and you got to trust that you're under higher guidance as 3d people you know like walt said go with the flow i i know exactly what you're talking about i can't tell you how many times i'm going like what am i doing <laughs> you know and it's it's like and and the I, idea I, the idea of the word planning throw that in the garbage because that is the farthest thing from anything you the idea of you you can you can actually hear your guides <laughs> laughing in the background every time the the word planning goes through your head maybe i should plan this maybe should, and all you hear is this laughter because they're laughing at your idea that you can plan for anything at all <laughs> just be well there's that guy, there's <laughs> that guy that says we, we might be in a holographic universe I, I, you know a computer simulation well i have to agree that maybe the the whole black hat, white hat thing is a computer simulation because it's like, it's already everything they put on the TV isn't even there. Everything is green screen, so no argument here. We live in a very strange place. <laughs> and you know what I, what I appreciate about us? Well, there there was a meme out there, and it had um, this. It said, "Does anybody have any new conspiracies? All of mine have proven been proven true." <laughs> you know, which I love because yes, you know, we, we told you, we told you, we told you, and then we told you. So it's not a surprise to us. <laughs> oh, I, I check this out. Check this out, Nancy. I saw a picture of uh, an athlete. Uh, I think it was a basketball player, and he wrote something on his head as a a message to put across. And the message was, "Alex Jones was right." That's what he wrote on his head, on the side of his head. The guy's bald, he has no hair, and I think he took a Sharpie and he wrote it on his head. So all the pictures that were taken during that basketball game, you saw the message, Alex Jones was right. <laughs> wow, so, that's funny. Yeah, I thought that was clever. Yeah. So, but but every time that we, uh, you know, we have another, yes, that's right, We did. we told you that. We get something else comes down the pike. You know, we're not really out of conspiracies. <laughs> they just get a little more out there, I guess. Well, we finally realize what we have been doing, we've been through, we've been trying to tell people what's going on. And we get to the point where, okay, we've done, we've drugged that one out long enough. It's time to move right along. Moving right along to the next thing. That's the way I look at it. Like the moon w moving around and the two suns showing up. Yeah. And I don't even question it anymore. Uh, well, I question the sources. I like giving sources. Uh, and uh, it's just, how crazy is it? Oh, yeah, that's the truth. <laughs> It might be crazy, but it's true because I've seen or I've heard or I have evidence of this. And so that's another, okay, moving right along now. 
I've experienced that. Time to move on. And it's happening faster and faster all the time, every day, every day. Did you get to see that uh, Whitley Strieber? Uh, yes. Oh, you did. Okay. And good. I did manage to stay awake until the very end when it cut itself off. So it you did. didn't see him go back to the cabin? Yes, I did. But when he started to talk after he sat down there, my TV cut off. Uh oh. That's weird. Yeah. But I, I taped it so I can go look on the tape of it. Okay, so Whitley Strieber was a very successful fiction writer. He wrote fiction stories, and I was a fan. And so he comes out with this new book, and it's called Communion. <clears throat> and I, I don't know, I virtually know nobody that I think would say that the the picture on the on that book. Now, right now we know big-eyed alien, you know, kind of long, long face type of thing that's on the cover of that book. We've seen it so many times that it's probably in our heads now anyway. But when I saw that picture, it was something I had never seen before. I don't even, I'm not even sure if I'd seen E.T. at the time. But there was something that kind of, the picture drew me into the book. It was a feeling that I got when I, when I got a hold of this book. And... Without a doubt, the story that he tells made an impact on me. I mean, a major impact. And I knew of Bud Hopkins and his work with abductees. But this was like, whoa. The, the courage it took to write, I don't think that he realized at the time that it was going to absolutely change his, his life. But... He lost his credibility as a fiction writer because he became much more known for this communion is the name of the book. Um, but the other part of it is that he and his wife began to, in communion, you get a feeling of these are dark entities. They put him through hell. The documentary that they had on for two hours last night they actually played tapes of his hypnosis sessions, and those were awful. Dolly, did that freak you out listening to those things? No, it didn't freak me out. It made me feel so horrible for him, just yeah. awful, that he had to go through something that would scare the shit out of him like that. It was awful and, and yeah. hurt his body so bad. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it was, it wasn't, it didn't scare me, it just kind of pissed me off. Yeah, it was sad to me. Yeah, yeah. And, but, but it also left that awful feeling about these beings as being anything that, you know, I'd want to meet. You know, they're, they're not nice beings. Um, but they take you through what happened, you know, after the book was written, because his wife, Annie, 
put their address in it. And they got hundreds of, no exaggeration, hundreds of thousands of people wrote to the Whitleys, to Whitley and his wife Annie, to be able to say, yes, this happened to me too. So it opened up everything that he's become since then, because, of course, he has uh, unknowncountry.com is his podcast site, and it's very excellent. He talks to some of the, he talks to everybody, basically. So... Did she survive her condition? Who? Uh, you told me his wife was ill? No, she died. She oh. passed 2015. Seems like that was a long time ago. She had cancer in the brain. Yeah. But since then, she's been able to demonstrate that she's on the other side in so many ways. He's written another book with her. They collaborated. She's on one side, he's here, and they collaborated. And I've not read that book, but I heard it was uh, it was very, very good. But um, so all of this happened to Whitley in this cabin in uh, New York State, not very far from the Hudson River. And there are always these stories coming from that area about... Uh, vortexes you can find ancient megalithic uh i forget what they call them but they're they're little stone cave kind of things that they make and they're through the area but you also have a lot of ef ufo sightings and strange happenings well there was a rash of them i think it was around 86 it's the same time that he's having his his experience where they had like this huge boomerang ship up there that was seen by thousands of people throughout the area and they it was huge it's actually there is there there's film of it um so you come away thinking that you got these physical et kind of people but then if listening to him for for all these decades and to hear that all kind of in that two-hour time frame, Dolly, did what do you think he thinks they are now? Uh, well, he did repeat a couple times uh, when they took the lady that he became friends with. Um, they had said to her, because she said, "You scare me." They said to her, "This is what you will look like one day." And he took that to heart, and he's, I think he's in the stage uh, of wonder yet, wondering, is this really what we're going to look like in the future? Are we really going to become uh, unfeeling that we could hurt people like these people hurt us? I, I think he's thinking along those lines at this point in time. Uh, that's all I can think about that. Uh, are they talking about the uh, genetically uh, mixing up humans with greys or whatever DNA experiment they're doing? Is they that what they were referring to? They didn't address that, did they, Nancy? No, they no, <clears throat> they hardly. They mentioned it again, but it Whitley actually mentioned it um, again. But no, it's not like they're 
that they they really even attempted to explain it, Nick. It's just what happened. They were just reporting what what was said to this woman. It it, <clears throat> it was very interesting to watch that story unfold because Whitley. Um, I'm trying to think. He ran into financial problems and had to sell the cabin. And he had never gone back. So they, the two investigators that were very, very good. They, they were very good. I liked those two people. The, the, you know, the ones that went to the cabin and went to the circle, because there was uh, an area of the backyard that <clears throat> I, I couldn't quite understand why, but Whitley decided to put these these big stones up in a circle in this area. And right outside the backyard. And so they went to that place and put up these. And it went up when uh, Derek this morning on the Shungite show was talking about that device that he had. I, I think it's probably something similar. But they had four of them. And so they were in the cardinal p positions and they weren't connected. There was no communication or conductivity between these things. But no sooner did they turn them on than the, these things started going off like crazy, absolutely crazy. But what was really weird <clears throat> was that on the other side of the continent, Whitley's, what the heck was it? He, it's one of those kind of devices. I don't think it was the same one, but it was like that. All of a sudden started to go off too. And in both cases, they were making a sound that didn't sound like static. It sounded like messaging, even though it was just sound. But they were almost identical, the two signals, at the exact same time. And then he, he decides that he's going to go back to the cabin. So he goes back to the cabin, and he slept in the room that he shared with Ann, and he would get waking up, woken at three o'clock in the morning for years living in that cabin, and sure enough, he wakes up and they've got cameras in the room, and you can see this white mist that was in the window, you know, halfway up the window. It looked like it was more coming from the ground than from above, and that was recorded. And then the the uh, security cameras were seeing weird lighting starting to happen and then they glitched out and went dark so it, it ended so strangely it was like was he abducted you know I kind of like went was he abducted even you know but no it was just like yes we're still here but we're not going to touch him very interesting show any comments questions well, the underlying theme is is uh, alien abduction. Is it? He, you know, it, it's 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 a muddled discussion because he does have an implant in him. Um, he has that he he tried to get it removed, but every time the doctor got close, it it moved. So he still has it, right, Nancy? As far as I know, yes. Yeah. Who is um, this? This is Derek? Whitley. No, no Whitley. Oh. Dreamer. Well, yeah, Derek has one too. Sort of. 
Um, physical implant or etheric implant? Physical. It causes his the back of his head to swell, and it gets he has he has a hot spot on the back of the head. So whatever it is, it actually manifests. See, I think that w the problem with this that question for me, Nick, was um, your use of was it etheric or physical? Because you can't really separate them. And etheric really probably isn't the word we need to use, but I'm not sure what it, it is. Non-physical. I don't know if I got the the right word, but if I say physical and non-physical implant, could yeah, that be? But, but Walt pointed out that energy is the soul of like a human being. But energy is also the blueprint of things. So you can't have a manifestation without an energy signature. You see what I'm saying? Yep, yep. Matter, matter won't hold together unless you have an energy field that's holding it together. And the reason we can't see certain things and we see other things is simply because of the vibration, the rate of vibration. We are geared to work in a, in a certain frequency range. It's like a radio is not going to pick up a TV signal. But the key is to realize that you're a tuner. You are a all you have to do is tune yourself, you know, be willing to step into different energies, you know, and see. Okay. But there are etheric um, parasites, like when I had to remember um, Pavel, he, he's, uh, he's, he's uh, one of your friends in Facebook, Pavel Lakowski, I did a shamanic journey for him and uh, the, the gin. That's what they got rid of is in, in his, he had a uh, etheric parasites and they just took it up. They just pulled it out of his body. Like somebody pulling off fleas or ticks. So, so th those things don't have a, 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 a physical component. It's, but it's etheric. It's just as solid as it's physical, but it doesn't have any, it doesn't have any atoms. It doesn't have any chemistry for you to uh, dissect. Yes, you can have etheric without the physical, but you can't mm -hmm. have the physical without the etheric. Yeah, right. that I agree. That I agree, Nancy. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So, you know, the question is kind of like, that's why I said, uh, you know, because an etheric, like I say, I don't think is exactly the, the word. This Because if you think in terms of energy, um, you've got all sorts of energies affecting energies. And it's fluid. It's not stagnant. Because every little... It's a butterfly effect. A butterfly flaps its wings. Everything changes. And once you begin to work in that kind of a, of a concept, then you begin to really understand why control over the way you're thinking and how you're thinking is m just critical to making the changes that we need to make you know years ago Walt said <laughs> speaking of, of Star Trek Walt said that the Q continuum you know what the Q continuum is it's like these demigods or semi-gods um, that live in this solar systems area of whatever the Q land 
and they muck around like little gods. And they're a lot of fun, and they started in the first Star Trek, the first version of Star Trek, and went, you know, up through uh, the generations. So it's, it's a fun kind of, like, line of talk. But Walt says to me one day, he says, you know, the secret space program that's up there. Well, while they've been up there mucking around in, you know, their space universe, we've been on the planet turning into the Q continuum. And when he said it, it was like, boom. That's exactly what's happening. You know, I go back to that concept. If we know that there's a secret space program, doesn't the cabal know? Isn't the cabal involved in it? Is there a cabal? Maybe that's, you know, because I've wondered about that too. I believe that, you know, reality is what we think it is. Well, I spent my lifetime thinking there was a Black Knights, the Cabal, evil forces out there. What if I just created that reality? What if you guys are all figments of my imagination? <laughs> well, you could have made it so I don't have pain. Jeez. Hey, yeah. you, got, you got your own reality over there, girl. But if I'm <laughs> made up in your reality... I'm made up in your reality. I don't have one. I'm a made up being in your reality. No, no, in your reality, I'm I'm the one that's made up. See? Oh, jeez. Here we go. Circle and circle and circle <laughs> like we talked well, about. Well, it is. It's all circles. Oh! <laughs> there you're getting me going again. <laughs> and the other thing that's happening, and I... Uh, Oak Island's coming back. Oh, when? Well, they're not saying, but they started to advertise it coming soon. Oh. All right? Cool. And it's got... Uh, it, they did this very short blip, but when it came up on the television, I actually wasn't paying that much attention or any attention to it until I get this flash of energy on the television and looked at it. And it was this promo for Oak Island. And they're looking into, it looks like there's a camera in, down in the well. And I think that also because they, the question was, what's at the bottom of uh, well such and such, whatever well it is. And the energy from that video and from the words behind it, because it, it, it sounds like it's um, Rick says, Marty's got to know about this. And it kind of creeped me out, Dolly. Really? Why? Yeah. What What creeps you? The energies. What? They've yeah, the opened energies. something. They've opened something there. Mm -hmm. And remember, this has already happened. Mm -hmm. It's happened during this, this last three or four months. And we haven't heard anything other than that about it. Yeah, but we've had a lot of very energetic things happening all like, over the place. Like what? <clears throat> like what? Yeah, I want an example. Well, like uh, the whole world is falling apart. We got we're on the verge of nuclear war in a lot of different places. Uh, the economies are all shot. People are going crazy. Uh, we're dying. 
<laughs> Biden's, in, Biden's in charge, so to speak. We People think see two suns or two moons. Yeah. yeah, you know, I mean, what what's happened? Well, well see, I wanted you to say these words because a lot of people don't see it like we do. I wanted you to give them some insight on where we're coming from. I mean, look at look look at it from one little thing, the the concept of the 5G. You know, when in 2019 in in February there when I started up that show, I didn't think there was a chance in hell that anybody would be we'd be able to stop this. It was just too big a nut to, to crack. And three months later, I'm going like, I cannot believe how many people are aware of this. Well, now it's even being discussed as uh, a component of the pandemic from very, very high level type of people, you know, yeah. scientists and others, yeah. you know. So the, the the changes that I've seen have just been kind of stunning in how fast they've come. Nancy, do you know if Tucker ever spoke about uh, the 5G being responsible for those symptoms? I didn't hear it. Did you? No, I don't think so. No, that would be something major if he talks about, if he does that that link between well, 5G it, and the symptoms. Yeah, but remember that it's very difficult to explain 5G. That was one of the main problems we had. It's a, it's a complicated subject. Now, thank God we had Mark Steele out there. Mark is claiming that... Um, oh, shoot. I just lost it. Well, Mark Steele, any news from him lately? Yeah, he was just interviewed by um, uh, with Stu Peters. He did a Stu Peters show. It surprised me that he hadn't been on the show before. Um, and that it, it's up on the Stu Peters on Rumble. Uh, just put in Stu Peters, uh, Mark Steele, and you'll find it. And it's, actually, I played it. Uh, when do I play it? Oh, it's going to play. Oh, it played today. I think it's on. I think it'll be playing today, <laughs> tonight. It's it'll be in the archives again. So, um, well, it's in last week's archives already. But it's a very interesting um, look at at the whole scenario because he was. He, he lived next door to a, and this is again the, the universe setting people up and doing things that, you know, kind of like give you a, a place you can play the game. And he was, he was in a neighborhood right next to the city of Gateshead that became one of the first 5G cities in, in Britain. But he was a, a, a weapons expert and he, he's the patents have now been released when when I first met him I said Mark I know that you're real but I need to have some proof that will convince me will allow me to convince somebody else and so he said if I show you the patents he said you know would that work so I actually had seen the patents that um, he, he but he told me I, I couldn't exactly talk about him but it was for my for my my knowing i could absolutely say the man is real well the judges in court cases saw the same thing so he you know was considered a, a 
uh, and very and the, probably the most no, knowledgeable person on the face of the earth regarding this stuff because he was working on all this stuff. Well, he came <clears throat> he came out in the Stu Peters show and said that they don't five G's not even working. It's four G. They're using four G. So you you turn on these these phones and stuff that are supposed to be five G enabled, and you actually get less reception than the old systems. And I thought I hadn't heard that. I don't know if it's true or not, but Mark said it. So and I, and that's what I heard him say. Let me put it that way. Um, but no. So we've got we've had major changes in our fundamental look at everything. You know, doctors out there that used to be considered saintly are no longer considered saints. Uh, Nancy, did uh, Mark Steele ever talk about the idea of the cell towers being used at one point with uh, Tesla technology, positive uh, technology to heal people? Did he ever mention that concept? I've never had that conversation with him. He is not a metaphysician. He's a weapons expert and understands the dangers of radio or 5G. He's, you know, he's, he, he, but he's also very spiritual. He believes he's on a spiritual quest. But I've never had, you know, actual enterology metaphysical discussions with him. We've talked spirituality. So I'm not sure is that he's into the science. Because I couldn't get him interested in Shanghai. So that that's an indicator to me. He's got his role, his job. So we've got about 10 minutes left. What would you guys like to say? Big zeros. <laughs> Nick, you normally have a list of things. Yeah, I was about, I'm browsing my list. Um... Well, we spoke about the ET thing a few minutes ago. Um, I'm going to try to link it with... Uh, I'm looking at my list and I'm talking at the same time and it's not working. <laughs> okay, well, Walt this morning spoke about the uh, placebo effects. And he spoke about the guru that took the LSD and uh, didn't have any any effects. Um, can you put the story back in context, Walt, so that I can, for our listeners, so that um, we know uh, a little bit of background of the story about the guru, the LSD, and the placebo effect? Yeah, the reason for that story was uh, because we, it, w it was a, um, what do you call it? Uh, it was a story supporting a concept that we were discussing because we, we were discussing that in reality, um, uh, you know, like Nancy says, we create our own reality and we rely on so many things, so many fillers, but we we actually have the, the power to make the reality that we want to have. Um, we were, uh, this was in tune with what we were reading about uh, in Elia because we were talking about the her posting where she lists five things to look for to ask yourself what reality am i in is because the, she says when you are in 
when you are truly in your reality, the universe automatically reflects back to you the reality that you're projecting. So if you is if the universe is reflecting back to you all the things you love and want, then you know that this is my reality. But if it's re it's reflecting back things that you don't want, then you know you're not in your reality. That that was so I, I started speaking about it, then Nancy said something else. And then uh, as a corollary to back up what she was saying, uh, you know, the subject came up with the with the placebo thing uh, that we have the power of the of the uh, all of we have complete power over this uh, vaccination. I don't care how they say that the mRNA based vaccines change your DNA. Therefore, you be, you officially become the property of that uh, pharmaceutical because now your DNA can be patented, and they can, you know they, they they make it sound like these vaccines are all omnipotent and they have all of power all over you and they can do, make you do things and you now are a, a piece of their of their property or you're a piece of chattel, and as a way to to reinforce that that uh, consciousness, that knowledge that, no, that's not the case. It, it, it is the case if you allow it to be, if you allow that to be your reality. But if you don't take that into, if, if you don't think that's your reality and you give it no value whatsoever, it, then it's not. And as a, I gave an example of, uh, in the 60s, the, you, you, you're a musician, so you better than me must know the the movement uh, among the uh, in the 60s where a lot of musicians went to india uh, to study with their gurus like uh, george harrison uh, met with paramahansa yogananda and there were several musicians who went to study from the from the gurus because it was a it was a fashionable thing in the 60s a lot of people went uh, to india because of that so there was, uh, I don't, I cannot say where the anecdote came from, but I remember, was it, I think it was in the book, The Power of Alpha, Alpha Thought by Jess Stern. It was a book that I read uh, in the last few years of the 70s. The book was about um, how to train yourself to be in an alpha state, state and in that state you can make changes or alterations you can do healings so in in the book he said he's he told the story of this musician who went to uh, uh india to research this the, the his other musicians friends had told him that you know other people have said oh yeah if you in india the masters can go automatically into conscious ecstasy and they can be in a state of ecstasy for days. They don't need to eat. They don't need to sleep. They don't need to drink water. So it's it's, it's amazing. You can it's the thing that they call samadhi, and you can study that from. So it it was the thing at the time that everyone was striving to learn this and find out what it was. So he goes to India without any high hopes that this is going to happen. So just to be on the safe side if if this goes bust 
I'll give myself a high. So he he put in his pocket uh, six tablets of LSD. So uh, so if this teacher is just a a charlatan, you know, somebody who's just posing as a as a yoga teacher, and uh, it doesn't matter. I'm gonna I'm gonna give myself my own high. So bully for, bully for you, you know. <laughs> so. He goes to this gathering where everybody's going to sit and they're ready to meditate. And uh, he was in the back of the group, but all of a sudden, without he he nobody knew who he was. He wasn't dressed. I I don't rem I don't know the, the the degree of his fame. All I know is that the man was a professional musician. Uh, but he he uh, the teacher uh, guiding this group actually pointed to him and called for him to come to the front and to sit with the others. You know, he says, you know, let's welcome our, our visitor, our visitor from the West. I think he was uh, a British. So the first thing that the, the teacher said when he sat down is, uh, what do you have in your pocket? So he reached in and he pulled out a tablet of LSD and the, the teacher held up his palm, open palm, and ask him to give him the tablet. He says, uh, uh, let me have another one. I mean, I have another one. So one by one, he put all six tablets of LSD on this teacher's hand. And before he could do or say anything, the teacher you know, brought the, the palm of his hand up to his mouth and he swallowed all, all of the six tablets. And he just looked at him and smiled. So in the time that the um, that they were there talking and then uh, I think there was a meditation he was there for like over an hour N never once did the man show any symptoms at all of being under the effect of LSD so he realized how the, the man has such mastery over his body the uh, LSD had no effect on him whatsoever and as an aside, I said to, um, I remember saying in the, in the show that earlier today that people mistake the term master. They think in terms of being master of something or master of someone. No, that's not the case. And uh, Alex Collier has it wrong as, as well because Alex Collier says uh, there are no masters because nobody knows everything. Well, that's wrong because a master is not supposed to know everything. The term master means that that individual is a master of himself and nothing else. He's a master of himself. So he was a master of his body. Therefore, he he willed that the LSD would have no effect on him. And it didn't because he, he took so, enough to be like lethal for a human, an adult human. To, okay, we're running out of time here. The we're underlying theme is the power of thought. He was able with his thought to... Uh, his consciousness. Consciousness. Because he, even it, thought is above consciousness. You need consciousness to control thought. <laughs> so it's it's consciousness. Pure con you can You can be conscious and have no thoughts whatsoever. Okay. <clears throat> Why don't you say goodnight to everybody? We will continue. Good night to everybody. As, as so it says. <laughs> Good night, everybody. Thanks for yeah. having me on the show again, Nancy. And uh, thank hope you. to catch you later on the next show. Good okay. night, everybody. Don't forget about love blankets. Bye-bye. Okay. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Uh, Radio 5G. Hopefully I'm going to have uh, an interesting show up. 
it'll be recorded, but interesting. Be safe, everybody. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for being you. you. You have been listening to the Cosmic Reality Radio Show, produced by Cosmic Reality Radio. Thank you for listening. Choose your heart.